Hello, welcome to Prince Trap by Track. I'm your host, Dan, and today we're going to be talking about Wedding Feast from Rainbow Children. Recorded late 2000, early 2001 at Paisley Park, along with the rest of the album, and released on the 16th of October 2001. Uh, on the track, you've got Prince, you've got Kip Blackshire, and then you have the girl group Millennia, spelt incorrectly on every count, uh, with <laughs> one L and one N. Um, the track is 54 seconds, which is the second shortest Prince track that isn't a reprise of, an, of another track. Um, and the shortest track, this was the shortest track way all the way until um, Prince's, I think, fourth from the last album. So this remained the shortest Prince track for about 14 years. Uh, joining me to talk about today is Russell Irig. Hello, Russell. Hello. In terms of the genre, I feel we can safely say it is <laughs> a an interlude. It's it's just a brief interlude between two tracks. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that makes that is sense. a bit of a bit of spoken comedy, basically. Yeah, I mean, um, I otherwise I would have no idea what to categorize it as because <laughs> I mean it kind of goes through many genres within its very short runtime. Like it kind of. <laughs> I mean, you could probably come up with a lot of genres for it. It's it's like everything. Yeah, you have Kit Blackshire opening with uh, Brother, Dear Brother, I Came As Quickly As I Could, The Digital Haze Is Broken, The Banished Ones Are Gone For Good. And then we get like this little kind of piano fill and he goes, Gone For Good. And then he actually sings that second line. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> then Prince comes in with, Now There Must Be A Wedding. And we have Millennia singing a wedding. And then he says, now there must be a feast. And then this is where things get gloriously silly. Really strange, yeah. <laughs> As Prince sings. And I, don't, I think this might be the only case of Prince ever singing the word smorgasbord. Uh, where he says, a feast, a feast, a smorgasbord at least, a brunch, a munch. <laughs> of, uh, of, of, of cake, if just a piece. Um, and then we kind of go into... I don't know, it's really weird because he kind of then goes into like a lower register for not just that of chitlins or turkey meat you see. We are what we eat, so we must eat a leaf or we'll die under a tree. And I'm then like... we finish with Prince giving <laughs> us a nice little, unless it snows. Yeah. <laughs> just a little qualification there. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I think that, I think it also finishes with Prince laughing as well. So it's yeah. worth saying that Prince isn't taking this seriously. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, the fact that where he says, unless it snows, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a shout out to the fact that obviously, you know, uh, Minnesota is known for its snow. Um, when he says we must eat a leaf, that is a reference to Prince's veganism, um, which at this point he'd recorded at least three songs where he he was very much a militant vegan. The cover of Raven to the Joy Fantastic featured this lecture about how we must stop shearing sheep because you know, the, 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 there's more ethical ways to get the wool from, from them. Um, and so, you know, like, and and then, I mean, I, I don't know, this whole, not just a vat of chitlins, which does not sound pleasant. Oh, I know. So, so th that's yeah. my two, the, my two favorite lines in the song are, are not just a vat of chitlins or turkey meat you see. Turkey meat <laughs> just kills me. I think it's just like the, the un the word meat is just so unnecessary in the the context of the song. It's like, well, obviously you mean turkey meat. Like, I don't think anyone thought you were just going to eat like their feathers or something. I don't know. It's just so funny. Oh my yeah. gosh. This song is so weird. The, the first, like there's like a moment and I'm having trouble remembering it exactly which line it's happens on, but all of a sudden, like the music in the background, it's before the A Feast, A Feast starts um, in, but it, it turns like very sinister and like kind of atonal and weird. And I'm just like, I think, I think, I think that's on the, um, there must be a wedding. 
Yeah. There's like a chord change just bef- like just after he sings There Must Be a Wedding. Yeah. And then when it comes in with Now There Must Be a Feast, the qu- it kind of resolves itself. Yeah, it's um, super but yeah, strange. It does kind of go really kind of sinister on that on that kind of which is weird because like you know, the, obviously the 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 kind of the, the, the overall theme of the Rainbow Children is is this kind of concept album about uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Sort of, but not completely. You know, like, it, it's mostly just kind of like a lot of biblical references. Right. But the kind of, the talk of the digital haze and the banished ones, like, those are stuff that have been kind of referenced in other songs throughout this this album. And there is a whole thing about who are you going to marry, and then there's a later on there's a song called, you know, Family Name, which talks about, you know, uh, it features, um, you know, I Have a Dream. <laughs> It is kind of prominently played in there. So, like, there's a whole lot of stuff about, like, what is going on between, you know, the digital ones and, all, like, there's a whole thing going on here. So this kind of weird little interlude just, it has so many kind of little references. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the whole kind of, like, a munch of cake, if <laughs> if just a piece, like... It's, I, I know. It's I, I like. I just like the idea that Prince is like, you know, how many words can I kind of find rhymes for, you know? So when he has, you know, a brunch a munch, like, you know, it's I don't know. It's just it's kind of it's kind of a little silly. But oh, then yeah. I, I'm at the same time I just do love the fact that he puts smorgasbord in there. Yeah, it's um, so it's very like I don't know, Doctor Seuss or Shel Silverstein <laughs> or some other kind of like children's book, you know? That just it's just so goofy. I, I loved it. And it, I mean, it's under a minute long, but honestly, it goes more places than probably most songs do. Like in that it, it, <laughs> it really makes the most of its its runtime because it takes you around the world in a very short period of time. I'm just like, where are we going? It is so it keeps you so off balance because it's just changing constantly. And I mean, the minute that those ladies come in singing a feast, a feast, a smorgasbord, a feast. I mean, it's just yeah. so goofy. And again, the thing is as well, that's that's, quote, that's quoting uh, classical music as well, isn't it? Right, the, yeah. I was trying to remember yeah, what bah, song bah, that bah, is. Bah, 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 bah. That uh, yeah. It changes pretty quickly, but that those lines. It's Mozart, right? That's Mozart. I think it is, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, so the fact that he throws a Mozart quote in there, just before saying the word smorgasbord and then you know he he kind of once more makes a stance about you know veganism and then references snow again You're right. like <laughs> there's so many like little tiny pieces one after the fact as well that he says we must eat a leaf like he's not just saying don't eat meat he's we saying must eat a leaf <laughs> yeah so and and also it has this kind of weird like you know cod shakespearean phrasing as well yeah like like the fact that he says we must eat a leaf like it, like it just it just feels like he's aiming for kind of a level of theatricality yeah, particularly well, when it opens with the whole brother dear brother uh-huh. you know i came as quickly as i could like all that with the kind of the the kind of those the held kind of notes from the previous song as well yeah it, i mean it, that the beginning you think you're going somewhere very serious you know that's what and and i was sort of also really taken by i i had no idea what the digital haze was but i loved that idea i was like digital haze is broken like <laughs> This is some weird stuff, some really weird imagery. I really like where this is going. It's so so bizarre and it's getting really dark. And so that's where I thought we were heading. And then the minute those like the the girls come in, I was just like, "Wait, what? What?" And then it just keeps going getting stranger. I mean, yeah, we must eat a leaf. We'll dine under a tree. I mean, it just makes me think like people eating under a tree and they're just like reaching up and grabbing leaves and shoving them in their mouths at the same time. <laughs> 
I think that's exactly what Prince is going for. So you've obviously obviously got what he's putting out there. But uh, yeah. And it's worth saying as well that the backing vocals are done by, you know, Millennia, which I said, you know, they were uh, a girl group um, consisting of, I think, four sisters, it might be. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they might, one of them might have been a cousin. It might be a, you know, it might be a Kings of Leon situation (laughs) um, called Michaela White, Mickey White, Neoki White and Tia White. And... Um, by the time they they basically toured with Prince from like early two thousand through two thousand one, you know they would they would do like backing vocals, um, you know while Prince was on tour. It's actually very unusual that Prince would have um, like women on tour who had like uh, you know who were in a higher register. Yeah. Because if you think about like you know Rosie Gaines, you know she had like a kind of more of a gospel voice. So you know the kind of having having women singing in a higher register. You know Prince obviously can do falsetto. He doesn't need women in the background attempting to do what he's doing. So it's just unusual that he would have kind of... No, yeah, but it's kind of weird that he has this kind of girl group that he has given a name to, um, but then <laughs> he never produced anything for them. He, like, <laughs> yeah. this is not even like a Vanity Six thing or, right. you know, like Jill Jones or like, you know, Sheila E. Like, you know, they all at least got albums out of Prince, you know, when they worked with him. Even Carmen Electra got an album out of Prince. Um, but they, you know, they just didn't get an album. They got to they got to record an album, uh, which 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 was finally released in 2005, um, which they did at Paisley Park. So they did use Paisley Park. I don't know if Prince charged them for studio time. Um, but by the time the album was actually released, um, it was only uh, Neoki, Mickey and Tia who were left in the band. Um, so if you see a picture of their uh, their uh, album, which is called Our Story, the cover is just of the three of them looking very moody. No, oh. um, and it's just uh, it's funny because it's just literally like a, a photograph that just it looks like someone just kind of like took and was like, okay, that's it. Like they literally did maybe like three photos on this photo shoot, and they just like were like, yeah, that's the second one. That'll do. That's it. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> like, it doesn't really look. It's yeah. It's not like they've put any effort into this album art. <laughs> um, and and you know the fact that they they, they use because I'm guessing Prince is the one who named them Millennia, um, but yeah, deliberately it, spelt it all wrong. Right, that definitely sounds like his mo. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm surprised he didn't give them all different names because that's something he, he has a habit of doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are two there are two tracks that are on that album. You know, one called Promise and the other one called No Can Do. That you know, it's it's known that Prince was involved in. Although you know, he doesn't get any credit on the album. Um, and you know the album is credited to uh, Kirk Johnson. You know is is credited as a producer on the album, uh, along with Kit Blackshire, who of course is on this track. So you know we can, from that we can kind of gather that you know they they were kind of um, you know they were obviously Prince had some a level of involvement, um, but yeah you know that, nobody kind of heard from them ever again after that. So <laughs> so you know I, I I don't know I mean I'm sure Millennia you know. The, the, the contributions they make to you know um, Rainbow Children, you know they they have nice voices, but there's nothing that really makes them stand out. Yeah. Um, not not like you know if you if you remember Rosie Gaines and obviously she went solo and you know had Closer Than Close as like a you know a hit and all that kind of, like she had a very distinctive voice, and she you know kind of brought something different. You know they just kind of function as just normal kind of backing singers. Uh, they're kind of a bit more anonymous. Um, but yeah, you know it's it's fun hearing them on this song just because kind of out of nowhere it it takes the song into like a completely different direction oh yeah um and <laughs> so, so weird. i mean how do you 
How do you even rate it? I don't even know. Well, this is... <laughs> I mean, I think you either have to go with, like, a 1 out of 5 or a 5 out of 5. I, I, I had don't... the exact same thought. I was like, I don't know how... <laughs> like, it's either, uh, it's either like, 0 or 5. Like, I don't even know if, like, a 1 counts. Like, it's so, like... It's so weird. It's like the Roger Ebert review of Pink Flamingos where he gave it zero stars because he's like, it's not even playing by the rules. Like, I don't even, it's not even playing the same game. So I don't even know how to rate this thing. It's kind of like how I feel about this song. Like, I don't even know. Like, zero, five, <laughs> it's perfect. Don't touch it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think for me personally, only only so it doesn't play it on my iPod um, whenever I put it on shuffle, I think I would leave it at zero because that's the only way to stop. But in terms of what it does, I would have to say five out of five. Like it's just whatever Prince was trying to do, like the, the journey he takes you on in those 54 seconds. Mm -hmm. I feel like he achieves that. I feel like he's like, okay, you're going to think it's going to be this. You think it's going to be a conversation between him and Kip Blackshire. And then you hear the kind of the chord change and you think, oh, this is going to a dark place. And then he's like, no, no, it's going in a completely different direction. Yeah, yeah it's going and somewhere you didn't see so it coming. Dumb. Yeah, you didn't see it coming. So you got to you have to give it five out of five because there's no other way to kind of, um, you know, it, you, you just, at the end of it, as Prince is laughing as the, as the song finishes, you just have to say, you know, bravo, Prince. Yep. You've done exactly what you said. You did it. You know, you've quoted Mozart. You've got your veganism in there. Yep. You've thrown a re in a reference to snow. So we know that you're from, you know, Minnesota once more. You've done it all. <laughs> and you did it in under a minute. You were in and out. Yeah, I guess I, I would I would, I would, would have to give it a five out of five, too. Especially when considering judging it as an interlude. And so many interludes are, are sort of boring and just don't need to be there. Um this one, yeah, I'm real happy it exists. I, I would never <laughs> want it to go away. <laughs> so I I feel like it's it's too obvious to say, but Prince obviously never did this live. Although I would have loved if every single Prince concert from 2001 onwards had just opened with him bringing out Kit Blackshaw and just recreating this live. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. You know. Open, yeah, open your show with it. That's <laughs> very bold move. Yeah, or maybe yeah. yeah. This is your big encore when everyone's like expecting like you know Raspberry Beret or something, and instead you cart this out, and they're just like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so you know okay uh i feel like we said about as much as anyone is ever going to say about wedding feast true um so let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug russell uh sure you can check out my podcast art palace produced by the cincinnati art museum um and you can also follow me on instagram or twitter at russell irig and you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter at prince podcast or you can email us not sure why you would unless you're kit blackshire and you wish to recreate this then by <laughs> all means do email me at prince track by track at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guest here russell all right thank you and otherwise goodbye <laughs>